Welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. We are not your typical podcast. We typically have a wide range of hosts along with different opinions about triathlon. Normally, we do race recaps, race previews, things like that. But given it's the off season, um, we decided to bring in some guests and kind of talk about their season and what they're looking forward to the most. So I'm your host, Kyle Glass, living here in Oklahoma City. I'm also smoking some uh, meat for the Super Bowl today. So hopefully... Uh, I'm rooting for the Rams, but you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, it's going to be a late night, hey, for us as well. I'm yeah. just Super rooting Bowl for Sunday. the halftime. The halftime yeah. show. So yeah. you can Mark, switch it off. Mark, are you staying up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always stay up for the Super Bowl. It's just, a, it's, a, it's just the thing, isn't it? You've got to. I wanted Brady to be in it still, but no, I'll stay up for it. Isn't well, that we're like rolling to your announcement, Mark. Mark, our favorite age grouper. How was Lanzarote? It was great, yeah. It was good. Lots of old friends out there. Um, the weather was nice. Flew back into the UK today. It was miserable. It's like all of Europe triathlon seems to be in Lanzarote over the last few weeks. You had all the urging of boys across the island bumped into like the Brownleys were out there. Obviously, Kat and Ruth and a few others were out there. And then um, bumped into Magnus Ditlev on a ride. He was tugging a mate around a six-hour bike ride, which I imagine a six-hour ride with Magnus Ditlev is pretty, pretty horrific. Um, so it was great, mate. Yeah, thanks. Can you go around the whole island in six hours? No, oh, easy. Magnus could yeah. do it twice, I think. The island's only like 65k in length. Okay. And it's got a couple of like famous climbs, but the you know, you can do all the roads pretty much on one ride. But it's just it's famously windy. Um, yeah. but it's close and it's hot off the coast of Europe, so it's, it's sort of kind of ideal for the winter out this way. Nice. Uh we also have NCAA coach of the year, Chelsea Burns. Hi Kyle. Thanks for having me back. I just want, oh, sorry. Can I say this for later? You know what I'm going to say. You can say something whenever you want. Well, get through the introductions first. All right. We also have a special guest today. We have Sky Munch, seventh ranked athlete in the world last year, coming off her best season to date. Sky, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Did you say her name, Carl? It was Munch? Borderline. It, I thought it might be borderline. Munch. I saw your face there. You... Munch, like lunch. Yes. Good. Well done. I, I was waiting <laughs> for it. I was really hoping you'd mess it up. Thank you. That Oklahoma It's a sign accent. of respect. It's the sign of respect, you know? If you can say my last name, then... <laughs> you've made I enough videos. Respected. Like, the amount of times you've had to explain to people it rhymes with launch. Munch. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we have a bit of a reputation for butchering names on this show, like really badly. And yours is about the only one we actually seem to get right. So I'll take it. Good. Chelsea, what's your announcement? What's the what's well, what's coming out? I was just going to say this is like a historical podcast. Do you know why, Mark? Go on. This is the first time we've ever had an equal representation of females and males on Pro Tri News. This is Whoa. this is good. This is got this is going to move you guys up in the rankings, I think, because. We're all about equality, aren't we? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and we, we still get some flack. I always think we do a pretty good job of trying to champion women's racing and talking about it a lot. And we still you get do. flack. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, I... Mark, you do. Mark, you do a really good job. I will say that. Mark does the best job. Yes. Well, and Chelsea, not to say Chelsea doesn't, but of the men, Mark is, I think, the most in tune with uh, women's racing for good reason. Yeah. It's more exciting than the men's. Is that yeah. that's the reason? <laughs> well, yes. And your wife, of course. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd get butchered at home if I didn't pay some attention to it. That's that's true. Um, Kat, before we came on, I said, oh, there's no Pat and there's no Talbot on the show. And she said, oh, people will miss Pat. And just left it there. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's, apparently she doesn't think people will miss Talbot. So that's, that's a compliment to Pat, at least. <laughs> well, this way we don't need to say the L word today. Yeah, let's just try and go a whole show without talking about it, as we've got no bias. We've only got one race to talk about and cover as well, um, which is a pr still another preview. I know we touched on it before, um, but let's go with talking to Sky a bit first before we, we dive into the exciting fish pond race, which is Geelong next weekend. Um, Sky, you had a busy season last year. Like You race a lot and we like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Will this year be different? Now there's two world champs. Do you think you can race as much? Um, I think I will probably still race as much because there's a lot of big racing. You know, I I put out a tentative schedule. Well, not, I didn't put it out, but I've, I've put together a tentative schedule and I think there's still like eight races on it. But certainly, you know, we put a focus on 
the world championships, the Ironman world championships specifically. So, um, yeah, I think I'll be racing a lot, but it might be a little more strategic in terms of like when I'll be my best and when I'll not race, you know, take a break from racing. Yeah. And will they be your only two Ironmans, the only two falls? I think so. Cause I, I do have that option, right? Like I'm qualified for both of them already and both world championships and I don't know. I mean, that's always subject to change, but as of now, I'm not planning on doing another one. I have a little FOMO only doing those two. And I know those are like the big Ironmans you'd want to do, but you know, there's still the regional championships and uh, you know, the opportunity to travel and go do a different race or something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a third Ironman on my schedule at the moment, though I'm not opposed to it because I, I've done three Ironmans in a year more than once. So and then the others will be, I take it, you're planning on a couple of the PTO races. Definitely. Yeah. So got- yeah, PTO Canada, PTO USA, and then Collins Cup. And of course, Collins Cup is dependent on if I'm qualified and selected or however that goes. So yeah. I mean, you're pretty safe, aren't you? You're American, <laughs> well, you're a female, you're good. <laughs> I like to think that, but you know, I don't, I don't ever want to assume things. Uh, and you're on the PTO Athlete Committee as well, so... Surely yeah. you're an absolute shoe in for a wild card as well. <laughs> I, well, I don't have any say. We don't have any say on the wild cards, the athlete board, but. And there's no Is there going to be new captains think? this year? Is there new captains this year or no? Um, I think they've been talking to some, but that's not, that's not uh, solidified yet. Gotcha. So, yeah. There's definitely new captains being asked though. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We, we, know, we know a couple, Kyle. Yeah but we'll go into that well, I don't think we can talk about that but there are definitely fishing for new new captains um yeah so athlete committee now I've mentioned it you obviously saw the PTA races uh the mm-hmm. amateur races announced which caused a bit of controversy and there was the price 300 and then it got halved mm-hmm. and the PTO came out and said they the athlete committee unanimously voted to half the amount did the athlete committee vote did you actually yeah, sit and talk about it we actually did just this week that like two days before it came out, I feel like, um, yeah, we had an athlete board meeting, which we do monthly and we talked extensively about it. And it was more of like, here's, here's what happened. Here was the backlash. And we all, we all expressed like what we had heard and the feedback we had heard and, you know, what we thought the issues were with the pricing, et cetera. And then, you know, the commercial team had kind of come up with a solution and then they said, you know, they ask all the athlete board members, do you guys agree with this? Like, do you think this is the best approach? So yeah, we did technically, you know? Because my understanding is the athlete committee, it, it's more of like an advisory role yeah. within the PTA. Like if, if you'd voted unanimously, but Charles had wanted to take it a different direction, he could still have just ignored you. Um, Potentially, yes. But I do feel like on these issues where they're like intentionally asking us, you know, like they they really did intentionally ask us, do you guys think this is the best thing? Um, They would have, if we all unanimously said, no, don't do this. I think we would have been heard. I mean, Charles isn't the only one on the board who's like, I don't know, making decisions. No, yeah, sorry. It's not a a one-man show. I think it was really important to bring the athletes in there because one of the feedbacks we got, and I don't know if you saw much of it, was age groupers lashing out at pros. Like it was pros that had, made this decision to call it yeah we had a couple of comments on our post and on other posts it was like you know age group support pros all this time and then they try and price gouge us with their races because people i think people do see the pto more like a union yeah for pros than than a business that that it is yeah and that's unfortunate because the pros had nothing to do with the pricing um at least the initial pricing i guess we did push for the 50 percent cut (laughs) Or lowering yeah. the price, you know? But yeah. Never want the PTO to like reflect ne- negatively on, you know, the pro the pro athlete body as a whole. So I guess I was kind of hoping you'd say that. I kind of wanted to get it from the the mouth that it's not athletes coming up with these ideas. No. It's it's very much a business that's also supported by a committee of pros, etc. Yeah, because the PTO, like there is the nonprofit entity, which is what we, you know, kind of we're on the board and operate for, but there's a commercial arm and that's the business side of it. Right. And they, 
they make a lot of decisions that the athlete board doesn't necessarily vote on or hear about because, you know, they're, they are running a business and they have to make decisions quickly or, you know, they can't, they can't be emailing everyone and asking for a vote on every Instagram post, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's something we could work on though is members of the athlete board or whoever maybe working a little bit more closely with the commercial side, just so it, it is in touch with reality, I would say like the, the reality of the sport, because um, the commercial team does a fantastic job and they're doing their best, obviously, but they're not all triathletes either. So yeah, I think we could bridge the gap a little better between commercial and the athlete side. I think that's, that's really fair. Mm-hmm. I think we've got Sam Long, uh, not Sam Long, Sam Renouf, hopefully yeah. going on in the next yeah. couple of weeks. And if we're going to give anyone hard grilling questions about the PTO, we should probably reserve that for Sam. <laughs> he get, At least he gets paid to, to handle those yeah, questions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm always happy to talk about it, but I don't, like, again, just because I'm on the athlete board, I'm not making decisions. There's a lot of decisions being made that they just get made, you know, by the commercial side. So, yeah. Are you one of these, one of these athletes? You're in the top 10, so I guess you're happy with the ranking system? Or what are your well, thoughts? Because it works for you. I mean, it's in the... I certainly can't complain, right? Yeah, that's what Jan <laughs> yeah. said to me as well. Jan sort of said, well, why, why would I care? Well, like, I, uh, I care because I don't, I want everyone to support the PTO and a lot of the lower ranked, ranked athletes aren't happy with the rankings, right? Because here's my opinion on the rankings. I think everyone thinks they should be ranked higher than they are. Like everyone thinks they should be. Very few probably think they shouldn't, right? And in yeah. some cases, those athletes are probably right. And in many cases, those athletes are probably wrong. But if we can come to an agreement on the rankings where um, it's maybe a little more predictable or, um, you know, we all think it's fair, then that would be great because I think that's the biggest downfall with athletes right now is just like the bickering about the rankings. So, but in order to do that, like we're still raising the level in triathlon because we can't just say, Oh, if you win a race, you get max points because there are still races you can go win where you don't beat anyone, right? You know what I'm saying? So as it is now, I think it's obviously there's room for improvement and I agree with all of that, but we, it will change. It will evolve as, you know, the races get more competitive or, or whatever. So yeah. Do I think it's perfect? No. Can I complain? No. So, but yeah. I will support change and I would love to see it where, you know, every race has, multiple of the best in the world racing so that yeah you do earn the points or the rankings and there's no arguing right but is there is that a world though where you want those races spread out amongst the brands as in at the uh, moment you get five PTO. yeah because that hundred because at the moment like what do, what do yeah. you feel about the 100k because you're not that's not your favorite is it the 100k distance I yeah i mean it. i'm fine at it but i do think i'm better at iron man uh but yeah then it I mean, even looking at this year, it's like, okay, well, there's two PTO races. Those are pretty big prize purses and have pretty good. um, I imagine they'll have great uh, coverage and all of that. So then you think, okay, well, how do I balance that and perform at both (laughs) distances, Mm. which I think we've managed pretty well on my end. Like, you know, I did Ironman Florida in 2020 and then a month later did Daytona and did all right, both of those, but yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't thought about that because I w- I would be sad to never do a full distance again. We yeah, need to, that's, we that's, need to keep the full distance alive with the PTO races as well. Yeah, I think that's that's my worry. I, I guess that while the sentiment that Vince said when he came on the show still stands that he thinks there's only two races that's worth winning in Ironman and that's the Olympics, sorry, in triathlon, that's the Olympics and the Ironman yeah. World Champs. Yeah. Like, I kind of to me that's sort of a healthy place for the sport to be and then everything else builds the spectacle but I I don't know I I, I hope we don't lose that especially this year if St George doesn't go well and you know you've got Kona so you end up watering down the 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 validity of it yeah I just fear for the full distance a bit and I think you're one of those athletes that probably would lose out I would be very sad to see the full distance lose its uh charm (laughs) yeah yeah I'm sort of monopolizing your time with the list of questions I've written down. That's okay. And I don't, I don't want I Chelsea like chatting to. with you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't, wasn't always the case. Um, I, 
I, I fell out with Sky the first time I met her when Sky was mid-race and I gave her some flack on the bike. She was yeah. racing cat at the time. And um, and then Sky tuned me in for my manners after the race. But I've then followed her around enough races since then that we've managed to make up, I hope. Yeah, we've we've made up, Mark. I consider you a friend. And now, <laughs> now you'll actually say kind words to me on a race course. So <laughs> you're forgiven. Yeah, something like that. You'll learn a lesson. Um, <laughs> so you're not the only one either yeah um thoughts on let's go just spitballing thoughts on sub eight because i reckon i did i was doing some maths earlier sky i reckon yeah. you could i reckon you could go sub eight pretty much with one person to help you on the bike and maybe one set of feet to swim on like yeah. it doesn't seem like it's actually a challenge yeah i mean maybe a few years ago it would have seemed like a really big challenge but there's so many women now who have gone like fast, you know, eight thirties or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. And, and if you, if you pick a course and cater the whole thing to going fast, then it doesn't seem too out of touch. Um, and maybe we're totally underestimating how difficult it will actually be, but yeah, I think, again, I think a few years ago, we would have thought this was a much crazier endeavor, but now, you know, we see people standalone going quite fast. I mean, Christian yeah. was what, 720, whatever. Um, yeah. And Jan, same thing. You know, people are going fast. So, and, and for the, I mean, for the, for, for you, so say you, you would have to swim, say you, you had feet and you had a good swim, you, you're well capable of a 54 on, oh, yeah. on a perfect flat lake. You then ride oh, yeah. at 42K an hour, sat on someone's wheel. Oh, that's, yeah. That's like last. If I can it's, sit on someone's wheel, yeah. Yeah, 40 t- cruising. And then you've got to run a PB run of 250, but you've sat on a wheel the whole time. Yeah. Suddenly, think- you're, that's suddenly you're in, like, easy territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying, guys, do you want to crack it before Lucy has a go at it just to shit on her parade? Or, <laughs> yeah, you or want what? to come over and I can draft off you. We'll, we'll just get this thing done. You <laughs> I could Kat, maybe do Kat that on the bike. On but- the run. Yeah, no, Kat would be more used than me, I think. You want to get... <laughs> yeah, you two could do that too. up. Yeah. Yeah. If one of you didn't have to then run properly, I could see that working. Yeah, we could tag team this. This is our project for um, 2023. We've got and a actually, um, what with Spirig's crash, she's messed up oh, her I ribs, know. broke her collarbone. But you know what? Get your hand in the air, Sky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll take her spot, no problem. But the thing about Nicola, <laughs> like before Rio, wasn't it? She broke her wrist or something. Um like the woman's incredible and they just find ways to stay fit and it's not ideal, but like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. She, yeah. She's, she's certainly a very special fit. athlete and the yeah. relationship she has with her coach is certainly yeah quite close and unique. When yeah. is, sorry, can I ask a question? When is mm. a super fast attempt supposed to happen? <laughs> it's about a sub month. Seven and sub eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's about a month after the um, St George in June, and it looks yeah. like it's in Europe now, based on what was That's a leaked post. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was America, um, and I wish I'd asked Al when we were with him early in the week, but he sort of hinted it was America. But a post has come out, and it looks like it might be in Germany at some sort of rink there, um, super flat, like a motor car <laughs> racing venue. But but yeah, it's in June, Chelsea. So whoever does it will have already raced the Ironman World Champs in May. Which is interesting because what if they don't win it? Like if, yeah. if whoever wins the sub eight and sub seven hasn't just won St. George, all anyone's going to say is, well, so-and-so would have beat them. So say, say Sky, you win St. George and Lucy yeah. then goes sub eight. Everyone's yeah. like, well, what, what would Sky have done? Oh yeah. That's her. Yeah. That's Cause it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? Like if, mm. if Christian and or Brownlee don't win St. George, or Lucy doesn't win, it yeah. kind of devalues it instantly. I, I'm, yeah. All I'll say straight away is, well, Jan would have done it, whoever yeah. wins. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I had not thought of that. Yeah. Um, and anyway, that's that's. I just wanted to see what your take was on Sub 8 because I was trying to look at your times before we came on and I realised actually like you would come mighty close yourself if, if you wanted to. You um, can also go do it. you can also go do Cosmel next year if you want, Sky. <laughs> yeah, well, I was wishing with how cold it was at Ironman Florida this last year, I was wishing I was in Cosmel, trust me. <laughs> and I mean, if Sarah Svens can do that on that course. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I, screaming. 
Yeah, well, no, I don't think there's many people that think Sarah Svensky is the fastest female athlete in the world at the moment, but clearly that course would suggest otherwise. Yeah. What about uh, sponsors, it is, Sky? It is what it is. Uh, sponsors, is that what you're saying? Yeah, have you got some new sponsors? I I do have, for sure, one new one we'll be announcing soon, um, possibly two, but one's for sure. It's a done deal. Um, in the... Uh, tech uh bike computer watches trainers area uh but i feel very there aren't many that make all of those sky there there aren't many that make bike computers there aren't many that make bike computers trainers and watches i mean off the top of my head i can think of one (laughs) oh there's two that make all three yeah yeah Mm -hmm. garmin garmin and wahoo garmin make trainers they bought tax Oh, very Come good. Come on, Mark. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah very good. So well, we haven't officially announced yet, uh, but, you know, we got to get the content rolling for that. So, but, you know, I feel really fortunate. I feel like I had pretty good sponsors last year. Like, I'm very happy with my bike setup. Um, Trek. Except and- for the color. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. I can't believe I have to ride a purple bike. <laughs> no, I love it. Um those that have don't already follow sky you'll you'll realize in 10 seconds of her instagram page she's got a little little tiny fetish for purple it would yeah seem. yeah purple power uh but yeah so i'm i'm staying with trek and zipstram which i'm thrilled with i love those companies and the people and the products um i guess i would just say a lot of my sponsors got upgraded from last year but otherwise i'm i don't have a lot of turnover which is good so yeah, you'll and see what, you don't need to with what you've got there. Exactly, like, exactly. You, like you, you're I, not an athlete that's looking for performance gains if you're on Zip, SRAM, and Trek. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would have been very devastated if I wasn't staying with them, to be honest, because I really am pleased. So, yeah, not a lot uh, of new ones, but and then you've got one more that I'm I'm more skeptical on, and I don't know how how skeptical to be. Super Sapiens is also a sponsor of yours, is yeah, it? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Do you use What's it? Your... Do I use it? yeah do you do you use the data in training um it's more like feedback you know but i do like to analyze the difference between like i know what i do in racing racing with it on is fascinating to me because that's when you're really trying to get the most out of yourself and that's when you're literally just like shoving carbs in for four to nine hours straight whatever it is whatever the race um but it's not like something that i check every second of every day or you know it's i use it but it's not like a lifeline where i have to have it if i'm gonna perform but the other thing i really like about it and i think this is valuable for a lot of people probably the general public especially but seeing like what kind of what different foods do to my um glucose levels and like spiking it and not just because like it's not great to actually spike your blood sugars all the time you know like spike and crash and I don't know I find it fascinating and like my family um there's a few people with diabetes so I've kind of enjoyed learning you know what what is like everyday life that they have to watch and you know I just like lived obliviously too until now I have a look at it so I've, I've just been in a place called Sands Beach, which is like one of the triathlon mecca hotels in Lanzarote. Yeah. So you have like 400 age groupers there and a handful of pros. And at dinner every night, you'd see a few guys with super sapiens on their arms as yeah. the tray of beers got brought over. Yeah. And they were at the buffet loading up the burgers and chips. I just thought, mm, boys, there's some there's some quicker shortcuts there's to be made some... here without an injected needle in your arm and a Bluetooth sensor. Yeah, totally. Totally. So it's, it's kind of off season, Mark. Come on, have come a couple on, of years. Mark. You're so uh, boring. I'm the only one with a glass of wine in my hand here. I'm not. I'm not preaching. I'm just saying that it's like buying. It's like having all the fancy aero kits, guy, and then putting a horrendous gilet on for a race, or or getting a disc wheel and then sitting out of aero the whole time. Yeah, there's like a ton of things. Or putting yeah. gator skins on your bike. Yeah, true. D- did you know, <laughs> honestly, Sky, I until, I said, until I said how slow that was, Kyle had been racing on gator skins his whole life. Absolute amateur hour coming on for Pro Try News. It's intolerably hey, bad. He never got a flat, did he? He never had a flat. They punch are worse than anything. Never had a flat. I well, I, I, tell I, you what, Mark, I will wear, I will wear 
I will wear. I will put legit tires on my bike for the PTO Open in Dallas. Are you doing it? Yeah. This came out last week, didn't it? But no, I've not you'll heard feel, the show you'll yet. feel so fast. Like I train on pretty hefty tires. And then like you put race wheels on and it's just, or race tires and wheels, but yeah, quite a difference. It's amazing when we talked about this, how many listeners messaged like, is this a thing? Does it actually make much difference? Oh. Yeah, it's mad. It's it's one of the cheapest, easiest, like biggest yeah. gains you can possibly make. Yeah. You, do you do the tech in your house or do you have a coach that does the tech stuff or um, is your other half techie? No, my other half is not techie, not in triathlon. He's techie in like actual techie. Um, but oh, he's actually smart. Yeah, yeah like he's actually into like computers and all that stuff. Yeah, he is actually smart. No, it's a combination of me and my coach. And then, um, yeah, my coach has led a lot of it. But then obviously, you know, now I have sponsors and other things that you talk with and things change, uh, technology changes, all this stuff. So yeah, I don't have a dedicated techie. Like Mark, I know you are very techie and make sure cat is dialed. But I'm the, I'm the thick sort of techie. I just do the bike stuff. I have yeah. to take my computer to the shop to get fixed. So yeah, exactly. You know, we, we all have our little areas. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. And the other one I, I wanted to kind of ask um, is the ranking in terms of the PTO this year mm-hmm. versus Collins Cup points versus world championship at Ironman like can you have multiple goals or do you just have one big goal this year Sky like if you have to put your finger on it what 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 are you doing this year are you trying to rank top five in the world are you trying to win a world champs like what what actually mm. gets you out of bed in the hard stuff well I mean the ranking is motivating but also like it's a it's a product of other results right so mm-hmm. I guess for me my focus is on performing. I want to perform really well at the Ironman World Championships. Um, these, I actually haven't had the opportunity to race an Ironman World Championship um, because of my bad bike crash in 2019 and then COVID and then COVID. So I've really been waiting for this opportunity. And I do think Ironman is my strength. Like I consider myself, I can handle any race distance. I feel competitive enough at any distance, but I do feel like Ironman is where I can really excel. So, oh, you must be the person that's qualified for the Ironman World Champs the most and never raced. Like, <laughs> has, you must have qualified at almost every Ironman you've done because you're you're pretty damn consistent. Like, if you yeah. don't win, you podium. Yeah. Like, you must have qualified a dozen times. Well, yeah, I mean, I qualified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of, I've, since 2019, I didn't qualify in 2018, 2019 I did. And then obviously I would have, yeah. And on every race you've yeah. done since then, you'd have bagged a slot. If you, oh, yeah, if... yeah. Totally. And I just last sideboard question. Um, are you the best US female I'm athlete? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Heather got me in Florida, but I wasn't, I wasn't um, firing on all cylinders. It was not my best. And I don't like to say that as like an excuse, but like I still, it didn't, it didn't make me doubt my abilities is what I'm saying. Heather had an amazing race and I did not have my best race, but because I'm pretty sure Carl and Talbot were team Heather when we had this debate before. Oh, I know they are. Well, the entire like most of America is Mark. Like I'm used to ah. this. This is fine. <laughs> but that's no, that's because she's that's because she's trendy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and she has she has the world championship podium and like the world championship top fives. You know, I've never raced Ironman world championship, so I I I feel like you have to perform at that race whether it's st george or kona we'll see if st george gets any clout with the triathlon uh, community but i think it will i think it will too um i'm really excited but yeah like i have not been able to prove myself against everyone on the world stage right like sure i've done really well in ironman racing but you know heather has done really well on the world stage multiple times so you can't count her out that's why and the bit you say about clout there it, it's slightly worrying, isn't it, that that people will underestimate it. So you could end up winning St. George and it's just like washed away. It doesn't really count. But is that not, it's going to be this field, isn't it? And the field is going to be massive on it's both sides. Be, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think like having had the 70.3 world championship there just in September is probably a good way to set up St. George, right? Like we, I think every that legitimized the location and like the course and everyone, it was a tough race, you know, um, 
it's not like we're going to go, no one's going to be able to like, there's not going to be an asterisk on anything like, oh, but the course was this or, oh, but the field was this. Like, no, it's like a full on world championship, tough course, amazing field. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Because you, you rode really well in St. George for the 70.3. Like, were you surprised how slow some of those girls were climbing? Because Kat tells the story that they rode to the bottom of the climb and she was she was giving too much credit to the likes of Holly Lawrence and Emma yes. and that and expected them to go on the hill. And then she was sat there and started to think, oh, my God, this is really easy. And then you were the only one that had the balls to just drop the hammer and go past. It was pedestrian. It was so I was I was looking down. I'm like, I'm not riding Snow Canyon this easy. This is ridiculous. Like people people are going to catch us or like we're not going to get any closer to the people who are already ahead of us so I just was like forget this and yeah it was a little risky because there were a lot of us in a row and uh but I just took my risk I'm like that looks like enough bike lengths and I just got in and I just tried to pass everyone at once but uh yeah that is what happened it was it was incredibly easy at the start and so which has got to make it feel better than like going into it this time around like the course isn't intimidating for you at all really no I mean I'm I'm not intimidated I don't know I love riding hard and I ride up huge climbs you know in every day I mean not right now in the winter but I'm very used to riding very tough terrain so and not that other people don't I think people do but I'm not afraid to like push it really hard I'm not thinking, oh, if I go hard up this, then my run's going to suck. Like, no, I'll deal with that later. I'm going to ride this hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I just trust got... my bike fitness a lot, so. Trust, yeah. Because yeah. you seem to run well off, like, hard bikes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course I feel like I need to run better, but I never run terribly, you know, like, no it's matter how It's got better every run. Like, you, you've consistently yeah. seemed to improve your, your yeah. run. I do. I do feel that, and... Um, yeah, I feel like I'm still improving and the run, you know, things just good things take time. And we're just, fortunately, I'm very consistent in training. Like I'm, I, I almost never get injured, knock on wood. Like I'm able to just tick over the training day after day after day. And yeah, so yeah, you never know when you'll take another big leap on your run. Right. And just like, you, you get, it's not lucky. Like you, you, you can't knock on wood that you know I'm not getting injured. You, you make your own luck when it yeah, comes no, to injury right. a lot of the time. No, you're right. Yeah, I eat a lot and I sleep a lot. <laughs> I feel it well. is that simple, isn't it? Unfortunately, it actually like, is. It actually it's amazing is. how many people get that wrong. Oh, it's crazy. I feel terrible because you can just look around and see athletes who, you know, they're injured every year, and it's like, I bet if you just doubled how much you're eating, you would not be getting injured. Like. Yeah, you wouldn't need the the lever running system whilst you weigh 40 kilos to try and rehab yourself. Like, weigh 60 kilos and put the lever system away. You'd be all right. I actually have wanted to make an Instagram post of me running on my treadmill saying something like, please enjoy this Instagram post of a triathlete not running with a lever system on their treadmill. But I didn't want to insult (laughs) lever system. uh, But we've done that enough for you don't worry we've we've got that covered yeah because certainly if i was actually injured i'd be calling him up right but uh but yeah it's it is kind of crazy like it's pretty the the other one you called out which uh, you beat me to was calling out people this winter if you're not cross-country skiing are you really are you really a triathlete like the whole triathlon world seems to have jumped on board this idea that cross-country skiing's the one like, I mean, at least you live there. Like you don't, yeah, you're just going out skiing. Yeah, There's yeah, people yeah. going on cross-country skiing training camps. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's a fun way to get outside, but yeah. that And that's kind of mostly why I do it is just, I don't get outside a lot in the winter. I mean, I'll run outside, but I'm not biking outside all the time. And yeah, it's just nice to get some fresh air. So is your best mate racing in our huge 70.3 we're excited about this weekend in Geelong? I actually don't know. I saw that you guys posted that start list in the notes and I saw her name on it and I actually don't know. And <laughs> um, we're talking about Rennie Kylie here who spent a lot of time with Sky. They seem to have a bromance going on. I was like, are we supposed to know who Renee. her best mate is? <laughs> oh yeah, it's Renee. Jeez, you, need to stop, you need to spend more time on social media, Chelsea. I don't know like, who your best on, friend Chelsea. is, Mark. Come on, Chelsea. Come on. Miles is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know Amelia's doing it because she's like, seems to be 
on the advertising for it. I think I, I saw her running on an in, on a uh, lever, lever running treadmill. Yep. Um, I mean, she wasn't exactly who I was talking about, but you know, close. <laughs> yeah, Amelia is a, a friend of mine too. Um, we share the same coach, so we've done some training and stuff together. But um, she, I'm excited to see her race because she was injured like half of last year, and. Um, she's been doing some cycling racing and she's been doing well at that. So yeah, I'm exciting. Excited. I think she's pretty fit. So we've got another, so we're just starting on the G long coverage here. We sort of sided onto Geelong. it, but the, the one I'm really long. We've said it five Geelong. different ways already. Let's just keep doing it. It annoys them. I, I the Australians hate me. The Australians already anyway. hate us enough. So yeah, I mean, um, it is what it is. Chelsea, who's the Japanese girl racing and have you raced her? I Ueda. Yeah, I've yeah. raced her. She's been racing World Triathlon for like 17 years. I mean, and it's her first long course race. Now, so, she's kind of a legend. I mean, she's not a great swimmer, so we don't talk about her a lot because she's, I think, not stayed with the um, uh, evolving nature of how World Triathlon races go, but she's a great runner. So, yeah watcher very small. the memory the memory i have of her what wasn't she one of the athletes that was running with gwen that time in um was it in yokohama uh she's definitely probably. On, she's definitely yeah. done some good running performances like i i always like to watch the yeah she's won like plenty of world cups i think she has not had a many great world world series races in the past few years just because like i was saying the races have changed a bit but she probably would have had a few races running with Gwen back in the 2015-2016 era well let me just blow your mind real quick you ready no two yep. she had in WTS racing she had 221 starts 60 podiums and 36 wins so just to show you how epic she's also many- one of she's also one of the nicest people on the circuit and I think she's pretty involved in the athlete board or athlete committee so how many years has she been racing she turned pro in 2003 um she's 38 years old 20 years that's crazy i mean this is you know this is wikipedia now so take this with a pinch of salt the photo looks about right she weighs 45 kilos she's five foot tall which is 153 centimeters tall so this little pocket rocket has yep. won an awful lot of races. Um, but do we see her featuring at all in 70.3 this next weekend? Chelsea? I, you know, I'm just not extremely confident in her time trial bike powerless, but maybe let's let her surprise me. Cool. And then the other two favourites in the women's race have got to be Ellie Salthouse and, as Skye's said, Amelia Watkinson. Um and then after that, there's, you know, there's Rennie Kylie, there's some other names, Laura Armstrong, Laura Brown, but I think it's Grace Thex in there, who's a very good runner. But I think and it's then Kearley Seidel, a... yeah. Kearley Seidel yeah. would probably be another name I'd throw in there. But it's, I think it's a two-horse race. If Amelia Watkins turns up fit, it's got to be between her and Ellie Seltwhouse, you would have to think. And there's um, a rivalry just... there between those two, so it'll be... Who doesn't have a rivalry with Ellie Seltwhouse? I, I don't mean... feel like I do. Yeah. okay yeah no sky doesn't sky's a nice person she doesn't i don't have i don't have a rivalry with ellie i don't have a rivalry with ellie okay so it's just amelia watkinson and holly lawrence that that have clear rivalries yeah and then in the men's side of this race we have uh stephen mckenna sam apple who there's a piece that sam put out for um pro trial about his performances he doesn't think he has any weaknesses so if people are looking to beat him they're gonna they're going to struggle to find it, even though he got beat lots of times last year. Um, Josh Amberger, uh, Nicholas Free, Luke Williams racing, Tim Van Berkel again. Um, and the list goes on. The men's is actually quite strong. Um, but it's going to probably be Steve McKenna, Josh Amberger, Sam Appleton in that race, you would expect. Um, I, would, I would have to back Sam Appleton if I'm going to predict it. Um, Josh will try and take the swim out, but Sam Appleton was a fantastic swim as well. He swam Brownie lots of times. The thing with this race is it's it just feels like it's another Australian closed field race. And 
how many years and races can they get away with doing that and people take it seriously go on, I agree. no i agree and i will just say um i saw that australia is opening their borders to double vaccinated international travels uh travelers come february 21st so uh maybe maybe the australian races will start to uh attract some international racing but and or that they will make the effort to leave and race abroad exactly exactly yeah because they've definitely been in their own little world like yeah their own bubble and some you know some made big sacrifices to leave and then spend huge amounts Mm -hmm. of time away from home and money um and then others have have sort of stayed home and raced at home and and you understand why the chorus as rennie did a fantastic series on the quarantine going home you can't do that racing race out no not at all like it is it is a huge investment but I, I do think it looks like this year they should be able to come and go more freely. So hopefully that stays the case. Um, cause yeah. Except if you're Novak Djokovic, of course, because he ain't going back anytime soon. Yeah. I'm going to combat your picks, Mark, and say uh, Nicholas Free because he won at 70.3 Sunshine Coast earlier in the year, beating Josh Amberger, Steve McKenna, all those guys, so I think he might be a force to reckon with. Yeah, I, I, Luke I, Williams I, also the guy to watch just because he's coming from ITU and he hasn't done a long horse race other than Sunshine Coast where he DNF. Like, don't get me wrong. When I when I say this is a, a fishbowl race, this one's not really like those top five guys could win. You know, almost any seventy point three in the world given the right day. And Ellie's won, and so is Amelia on, on lots of different fields. So this race certainly has credible fields. It's just, you know, it just feels like a US and Australia only race yet again. And it'd be nice to see to, to see them come out a little bit and mix it up. But we'll have to see that this year. They won't, you know, they can't miss out on another year of racing. They can't afford to, I imagine, sponsors, etc. want to see them at World Champs. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I know... There's too many races to dodge. The, the, the hotel quarantine, I think, is going is gone from all the states yeah. now so have you raced in australia Scott? yeah um i spent two winters there um i would have gone this winter if i could have um but yeah because it's a I've, great place for sport i mean oh yeah it's great and uh it's really nice when you're in north america or northern hemisphere winter to go down to their southern hemisphere summer and uh <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done any big races there, but um, I did like Hell of the West a couple of times. So, or maybe just once, I can't remember. But I've gone and trained there and yeah. They are very, they travel a lot usually, right? The Australians, like they're used to traveling, but their government restrictions were just crazy. They're used to spending like their whole summers in winter in Europe. Yeah. I was in Australia, you guys, when COVID dropped. Oh, and you got stayed there. <laughs> I know a lot of people I was with were thinking about it. Imagine having stayed in Australia for two years. <laughs> oh, that would have been rough. That would have been brutal. Yeah. It um, would have started like a good decision, wouldn't it? And then yeah. slowly, like the realization of what you'd done dawns on you. But if you're an international, you just leave and come home. Like you just don't yeah, go back. Exactly. It's the Australians leaving, not being able to go back to their home. That's yeah, the... but your airplane ticket home might be like 10 grand. That's all. Yeah, I was going to say they were stopping all the flights. To... The flights were so expensive. Like, it's a long boat ride, Mark. Yeah. yeah, well, that's how they all got there in the first place, Chelsea. It was, um... <laughs> Exiles. The, the problem with economies like that, like, how does their economy survive tourism? Like, tourism wise. They so. just lost out on millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, that's, a, they've got a, that's like, they've the got a only lot of thing it. that I foresee with Kona is like Hawaii's lost all this revenue from tourism and then now they're opening up the borders, but you have to be vaccinated. So all these triathletes have to make sure they're double vaccinated or anything before they go to Kona. Yeah, I like I, I, for most people, I don't think that's an issue. I don't, I don't, you know, you can't ask necessarily, but for most athletes, I'd, I think well, most I'm, are double vaccinated. A lot could change by October. I mean, you're seeing countries and places dropping their vaccine passports and things anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Things yeah, we're looking. So at, we're, we're doing that. So that that will go for us as well, because the law we passed in the UK basically runs out in yeah. um, the end of March. So you know, we'd have to set whole new laws to make these kind of rules to stay on. So. Yeah, I think. All right, we can't we can't turn into Joe Rogan. So I I'm sorry, I digress. I digress. 
So. Well, you're, you're from Oklahoma. I think if anyone's going to be spouting any anti-vax stuff, mate, it's going it's to be you. I'm still trying to decide if I want to get the booster or not after I got yes. COVID. Anyway, like, we are we are straying into Joe Rogan now. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Have we got any hot takes? <laughs> Have we got any hot takes this week? Because Sky's got to so. be riding. You, I think you hit them all. My only hot take was going to be: uh, Is Sky a Sky passed taking the torch from Heather Jackson? And I think the answer is we'll find out in St. George. Yeah. I, yeah, I know where my money's on. I'm back in Sky every day of the week in that race. There's no way. I like Heather. She's lovely, but there's just no way. I'm not happy. I think it. that that, I think St. George is going to be, it's going to play into all the strong athletes' hands because it's all, I think it's nearly double the um, climbing as Kona. I think it's going to be the cross country skiers versus the non cross country yeah. skiers. <laughs> Heather cross country skis too. So I know. maybe it's going to be me and Heather. We're going to be at the front together. <laughs> That's funny. That's well, I know Laura Phillips spends a lot of time cross country skiing. Daniela Rife does a little bit in her own time. Like cat, it does better, seem... cat better fly off to some winter place quick. So Cat's, a, can... Cat's a downhill skier. She's, um, uh, yeah, yeah. She's done a bit of cross country as well. Everyone in the army seems to have done a bit. It's a way to get out of work for a few weeks. Oh, nice. So we'll all take it up on that. Chelsea, anything going on in the short course world this week? No, so boring. There were a few calendar updates. I'm not sure if they're all finalized yet, but I know last time I was on, we were discussing how they might be moving things at the end of the season. And I think the latest news is that Abu Dhabi is going to move from beginning of November to the last weekend, last weekend of November, which is shocking to spend your Thanksgiving racing in Abu Dhabi. And I do think they added a World Series um, somewhere in Sardinia um beginning of november or early or late october and then i think they may have announced a bermuda world series too but again none of these are confirmed so just going to show you that that calendar is still shaping up and i think they uh they canceled miyazaki that first world cup so jury i guess is still out on whether osaka and even yokohama are going to go forward in may so nothing exciting Though, if you get a chance to go to Sardinia, go to Sardinia. It's arguably my favourite place in the world. Unbelievably wow. beautiful. Great wine, great food. That's you can put must. it on the company card, Chelsea. So if we oh, hold a Pro okay. Try News AGM, I vote we go there. Um, the other one in short course news, though, is, of course, Katie Zafiris is pregnant. Did we cover this on last week's show? Was that, or that was this No, because it wasn't announced yet. Chelsea didn't leak the dirt. Yeah, Chelsea's so Kate's a good Zafiris. Uh, did you know yeah. Chelsea and you did the Chelsea's right thing? No, since November. Oh, what? So, 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 you know, this is actually telling you if you have a secret, I can keep it. Wow. I, I, tr- I would trust you. I wouldn't trust Halbert. Are you guys that secret. surprised, though? About I knew they were, I knew they were um, wanting to try to have a child. Yeah, and the time yeah. is, like, obvious. Yeah, it's pretty perfect timing, actually, so. Yeah, due early July, so. Yeah, so get ready again for Paris is this basically like yeah but it, as predicted she won't be going to the long we won't be seeing her she might have done a nice wind tunnel fit test for, for specialised to just do a bit of market product placement for them but mm-hmm. I think that's probably all that was mm-hmm. I mean yeah she won't be going long I, or- I heard a bit of news from Flora this week on what her first long course race of the year is so that's happening I don't know if I can drop that one yet though I'll just drop it she won't mind <laughs> I don't think so. We can have her on. She can tell us herself. You keep promising. And then, and then those um those boys over in Girona are going to race some long course races over in the next month or two. Oceanside, I think, is what they said. So Oceanside, Dubai. I'm doing Oceanside. Are you? You're doing Oceanside. Yeah. Nice. What day is that, Sky? Uh, it's April second. Okay. Saturday. Yeah. Should yeah. we go, Mark? I'd love to. I think Kat's going to do Salu that weekend. In Europe, and then there's, yeah, and then there's and then there's um, Lanzarote as well is kicking off. That's going to have a massive field. Mm, that, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's going to have like Lucy Charles and how quite a lot of the boys, I think. So there's some big like because people, are, I, I guess it's because people are just trying to squeeze in a couple of races pre St George. Yeah, I mean, I would typically, I haven't done Oceanside in a few years, but like that's a typical North American kickoff race anyway. But yeah, I personally don't want my first race to be. An Ironman in St. George. So, 
Yeah. Oh, I have one more race recap from last weekend. Go on. I and then we let Sky guys. go riding. I did a race. Yeah. <laughs> Sky's gone to look after the dog. Oh, by she the way. left. So, so come on, tell us about your race. Okay, Charles. I did a, my first ever half marathon. Yeah, your time was amazing. Thank you. I what time one, did you run? One sixteen, but it was very hard. <laughs> so you're still saying no to seventeen point three, Charles? Yeah, I can't imagine. So the first, my first thought when I finished the race was. I will never do a marathon in my life. I can't imagine doing that again. The half marathon twice. Yeah. I don't know how people do that in bike, swim, poof, no thanks. Oh, it's so think... fun. <laughs> but so I was, I was about to say, you know, if you think like people like Tamara Druitt are running like 115s off the bike now. And then I remembered, of course, Tamara Druitt got hit by a car this week as well. Yeah, I saw that. So hopefully she makes a quick recovery because she's certainly one of the on and off athletes. So a little little update if people haven't seen it. Tamara Druitt had a crash with a car. She she posted a she looks like she's playing a harp in the photo, but it's actually her holding a broken bike wheel. Um so hopefully to Tamara if she listens, she's all right. But otherwise I think that's us done for the week. And uh Iron Man New Zealand getting cancelled. But that's oh, no yeah. surprise to anyone. So yeah, it's a shame though, because that's a long-standing staple of the Ironman calendar. A really good race, a lot of good battles have happened there. Hopefully that's not a long-term thing. Hopefully they bounce that back again, because that's a really good race to have. And it's always like the first season Ironman, isn't it? It's kind of the, whoever wants to get out of the blocks first, try and qualify for Kona early. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully that comes back, because that's a really good race. Well, Sky, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we can see you again soon on the race course. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to racing getting started because I don't know. I feel like that's my social life, seeing everyone at the races. So, yeah. That's right. That's right. And you're certainly a staple at the front of the races these days. So we look forward to being able to talk about you again and again and again as you bang in more and more podiums and wins. I hope so. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for your time, Sky. Thank you. Thanks, Sky. Have a good ride. See you. Thank Cheers, you. all.